But there is such a presence of God in this place. I'm sure there's a presence of God in your house because the Word of God says that where two or three are gathered in my place, where two or three are gathered together, I'm in the midst of you. And right now, we're going to come around the time of the Word of God, but I just want to pray before we commence that. Father, I thank You. Your presence is here. I thank You for Your Word that breathes life, that breathes faith, that breaks things. And Father, I pray that today, that as we come around Your Word today, I pray, Father, that faith will be lifted in people's hearts. I pray that revelation will come upon people right now. I pray, Father, that Your Word, O God, will bring healing, O God. Your Word will bring salvation, I pray. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Well, as you're aware that the, the words for our vision for 2022 is proclaim and declare. And this morning I want to look around what the Word of God says about declaring. I want to share a biblical truth with you this morning to help you understand through the Bible the power of declaring, the power behind the words that we declare. Now, some, of, some people have really taken this a little bit too far. They've made it a bit superstitious. They've, uh, you know, blab it and grab it, claim it and take it. A little bit too far. I want to bring it a little bit narrower in and let's see what the Word of God says. You know, the Hebrew, Hebrew word and the Hebrew Greek's meanings of declare is this, is to set forth, to make known. A declaration is simply an acknowledgement of something that is. So today I want to lay a foundation for you to understand. A biblical truth declaring. Understanding the authority and the power behind the words that we declare come from our Heavenly Father. They don't come from our mouths. They don't come from Pastor Mark's mouth. They don't come from your neighbour's mouth. They come from our Heavenly Father. But we first need to understand how God speaks. How does God speak for us to understand this, this truth? We need to know and see where we fit in the line of authority before we can declare. So the best way to understand about this subject, about this declaring, is to look at the Word of God. The Scripture teaches us very clearly, number one, that God's Word is creative. Genesis 1, 1 to 3, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Here we see that God spoke to the darkness, the vast emptiness. He spoke 
And he said with one word of command, he said, he's the voice, his sound declared, let there be light. He called into existence that that was not there as our reality that we know today. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we see did not come from anything that can be seen. In other words, faith gives us the understanding that God spoke all things into existence. Everything that you observe, everything that you experience, everything that you can touch, sense, everything that you may feel was spoken into existence by the Word of God. So the original, the, the origin, I should say, of all things ends itself in declaration from the Father. It's where it started. It's where it ends. The Scripture says in Psalm 33, 6, the Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the Word and all the stars were born. This is incredible. Incredible power from nothing God brought about what we see and know today. Everything that can be known and is known about the universe that we live in, about our world, was brought into existence by the Word of God, the spoken Word of God. He spoke, He made a declaration and caused all things to be. His will is so powerful that reality responds to it. His Word is so dynamic that reality obeys it. So, number one, we see that God's Word is creative. Number two, we see God's Word is sustaining. Not only did God create all things by His Word, but He sustains all things by His Word. Let's look at what the Bible says in Hebrews 1, 1 to 4. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now, these final days, He has spoken to us through His Son. Now, His Son, remember, His Son is the Word. So when, we, when you see the Son in Scripture, it means the Word. His Son is the Word. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance. And through the Son, the Word, He created the universe, the Word. The Son, the Word, radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And He sustains everything by the mighty power of His command. When he had cleansed us from sin, our sins, he sat down in the place of honour at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son, the Word, 
is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. What a powerful thing. Now, did you know that in physics there is a theory called string theory? Now, I said to Mark, I'm going to talk about string theory. He goes, not even Einstein knows how to explain that. I said, well, I'm Nina Elmendorp and you watch me. So I'm actually going to dumb it down. I'm going to simplify it for you, for me mainly. And I'm going to try and explain it, what apparently Einstein couldn't explain. This string theory is one of the models that the uh, cosmologists use to try and explain the universe as a whole. And string theory says this. Now, picture's going to come behind me, and it says, and so it gives you a little bit of an indication as I explain it to you. You can stare into that picture. That everything is held together by teeny, weeny, tiny vibrating strings, vibration, like vibrating. Get it? Every little, little, tiny, tiny strings that are vibrating, holding everything together. In other words, everything. The theory goes, could be said to be held together by sound. We are being held by sound. This universe is being held by sound. This rain is being held by sound. Lord, we pray that this rain would stop, that you would keep people safe right now. Lord, wherever they are, Lord Jesus, this rain, it's like open heavens. We wanna open heaven of your glory, but not so much rain at the moment, please, Lord. And we ask, keep people safe in Jesus' name. So everything, the universe is held by teeny, teeny, tiny little strings vibrating the sound of God. It was the voice of God that held all things into existence. And it is the vibrations of His eternal command that holds everything together. That thunder, it's amazing. For those watching online somewhere over the world, we're experiencing open heavens. Far too much rain. Flashbacks to 2011, our floods. His word holds you together. His word holds all the laws together. It holds the spiritual laws together. His word. It holds the physical well together. His word, his sound holds it together. His word holds the universe together. What a great picture. That's all tiny vibrations of God's sound, God's word. Everything is being held together, threaded together, kept stable by the command of God. We have nothing to fear. He's in control. So God's Word is creative, number one. God's Word is sustaining, number two. Number three, God's Word is powerful. 
Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the two the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and the spirit, between joint and marrow. It expresses our innermost thoughts and desires. His Word is powerful. Isaiah 55, 11 says, It is the same with my Word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. His Word is powerful. God's Word always accomplishes the goal that it is intended to accomplish. It's not just in the air floating around. No, when God's Word is spoken out, it accomplishes everything that God has intended it to accomplish. You know, God's Word never returns void by what we see in this Scripture. Once it's been spoken out, it cannot be undone. As parents, we can say some things and take some things back, but not God's Word. It never comes back undone. God's Word is the code of all reality. It's a little bit like a computer code. I don't know much about computers, but I know that that code that there are codes to operate computers that the smart people put in. A written computer code tells everything to that computer, how it should perform, how it should respond to the input that it goes in. And it tells everything about how it should function, move and exist, that computer. That's because it has a code telling it how to do it what to do. God's Word, God's Word is that code for us. It's the, it's the reality that it's built on. It's outside of time and it, can't, it cannot be constrained. Can't be constrained. This is why we see God declares several times, I am. I am. This is the name of God, meaning He is ever-present. He is eternal. We have an ever-present God in the midst of us, with us. Not someone who only acted in the past that we read about. Not someone who's only going to act in the future that we read about. No, God lives and exists in our now. He exists in our now. He constantly is moving in power. He has no boundaries. His word accomplishes his goal. His word accomplishes his purpose. Something recently I read, and I'm going to read it to you, that once the Word of God has been spoken concerning a matter, there is no force, there is no will, there is no action, there is no opposition that can stop or even slow the fulfilment of that Word. That's God's powerful Word with us, in us and alive. What God declares will happen 
when He destines it to happen. Not when we want it to happen. Trust me, I've tried it. (laughs) Now, Lord, now. Your Word says, now. That was a great time. And also, when God wills it to happen. Sometimes, we, I say, we want it now, and we want His Word to be my will, my, my Word to be His will. Yeah. No, it doesn't work like that. It's God's Word. It's God's will. And when He wills it to happen, God's Word is final. Jesus carried the same power. That creative, that sustaining, that powerful word became the image of the Father because Jesus is the Word. So now God's will and His words are inseparable. So His will and His Word is inseparable. Can't separate those two. His Word, His his will is the same. It's together, knitted together. His word accomplishes his will and it also is reflective of his word. His will reflects his word. That's why Jesus fulfilled the will of God with perfection because he was the will, he was the word, the idea of God in action. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the idea of God in action, in the earth to be fulfilled in perfection. The Scripture says, and the best way I can explain this is in John 1, verse 1, and then verse 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, the Word became flesh, and made his dwelling. That's Jesus. The Word, Jesus, became flesh and dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from, his fa- from the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus is the Word. He is the will of God in action on earth. I let that sink in right now. There is a difference between the way Jesus spoke and the way God spoke. There's actually a difference. They both spoke the same things, but they both spoke them from different positions. I want us to look at the power that Jesus had in his words right now. We looked at the power of God's words, okay? They were creative, sustaining, and powerful. Let's look at Jesus' words. Matthew eight sixteen. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus, and he cast the devil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. With his word, with Jesus' word, Jesus influenced the physical world. God created it. Jesus influenced it. Matthew 21, 18, 19. 
In the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry. I love Jesus. <laughs> I'm modding myself after Jesus. Always hungry. And he noticed a fig tree beside the road. I love figs. He went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. He spoke in word. He was able to be influenced, to influence the physical world, the tree. Mark 4, 39, 41. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind. That's a physical world. His words rebuked the winds. Can you rebuke the rains right now, please? And said to the waves, silence, be still. That's Jesus' words influencing the physical world. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. With his word, Jesus had authority over angelic beings to influence the physical world. He had authority with his word over angelic beings. Matthew 26, 53. Don't you realise that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly. He had authority to call angels down. With his word, we see that Jesus raised the dead and healed the sick. Mark 5, 30 to 42, we see that Jesus raising a little girl from the dead. We see when he spoke to the centurion and he said, you, you go with my word, your daughter will be healed. With my word. There is power that Jesus carried. With his word, he brought deliverance. With his word, he brought healing. With his word, he commanded the forces of nature, the winds to, to stop, the, the waves to stop. Even the physical laws we see controlled by the universe bow down to the authority of Jesus. It's a powerful word of God. This is the power he carried. And they spoke to him, they spoke from different positions. So we see you have to realise that when Jesus came to earth, he stripped himself. He was God. Son of God stripped himself of his heavenly clothes. From his powerful abilities, certain abilities, divine qualities, he stripped himself. This didn't make him any less God when he came to earth. But Jesus was truly man and truly God. Jesus chose in humility to strip himself of certain divine powers. Now, this means that the way that Jesus spoke the word was different, as I said, than how God spoke the word. As I said earlier, in seeing how Jesus spoke the word, we see a revelation of truth. We see that the power that you and I have when we declare. 
So Jesus is our example of declaring. Notice the difference between the way the Father and the Son used their declarations, used their words. When the Father speaks, He creates. Let there be light. Let us create man in our own image. He created. But when Jesus came on earth, it was different. Jesus, the Son, speaks. When He speaks and declares, He shapes things into into being. So God creates, Jesus comes and He shapes. I'm going to repeat that again because that's a powerful thought. When God creates with His Word, but Jesus came on earth, stripped Himself of all divine powers, and He came to model to us to shape things into being. The Son, Jesus, spoke and was able to command the physical laws. Jesus could have done the very same thing as His Father, but He chose to model to you and I something. He chose to be our example. He chose to, for us to be able to model after Him how we should declare and use our divine authority. That's powerful. Jesus, we can't, I can't create. I can't say that there be light. That's God's do- domain. But I can shape because Jesus showed me how. In John 5, 19, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by Himself. He does only what He sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son does. So look how He treated the fig tree. Commanded it to die with it because it had no figs and He spoke to it and it withered. See, Matthew 21, 20 to 22. And the disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, how did the fig tree wither so quickly? Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything and, it, and if you have faith, you will receive it. Now, that's where some people do the claim it, grab it, blab it, take it, right? I wanna look at it in context. There is power when you and I declare. John 14, 12 says, I will tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works as I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Jesus has given us the authority. There is authority when we declare. But I wanna show you how that partners in, in our declarations. Matthew 28, 18, 19. You feel like you're in a Bible class today? I have lots of scripture because it's better coming from the truth, the Word of God, than something I've made up. <laughs> Matthew 28, 18, 19, Jesus came and told His disciples, I have given you all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
You know, Adam lost his authority through his sin. But Jesus regained that authority for us, for mankind, through his obedience in going to the cross. He has passed that authority on to us. Sometimes we don't realise the authority that we have that comes through our Lord Jesus Christ. And today I want you to have a revelation of the authority that you hold, the authority that you have because of Jesus Christ. When I speak according to God's Word, not according to Mark's Word, not according to my thoughts, my musings, my new ideas, but according to God's Word, God's will, there will be power in my words. 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have towards Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. You've got to avoid that superstitious behaviour. You know, I, I see it sometimes. Don't say it. Don't declare it. It'll happen. No, if it's your words, it won't. But if it's God's words, it will. That's superstitious. You know, when we do go, don't say that, don't say that. It'll happen. No. Is it God's word? That's the authority. That's what we declare. I do understand what they're thinking and what they're feeling. But we've got to understand God the Father creates and God the Son shapes. We are to live like Jesus in authority, which has been passed on to us. It's, um, we need to shape our reality. So we have to avoid that sort of superstition. Our declaring words do not create, they shape according to the will of God. God gave Adam in the garden the raw materials of the creation. But he, God didn't come down and say, yeah, Adam, plant it here. Dig a hole there. No, no, no. He, he trusted Adam to tend the garden. It's like a police officer. I try and explain it this way. You know, a police officer can enforce the law. Oh, I get nervous around police officers. Mark plays darts with some of them and they come over and I'm still scared of them. I'm not even in the car speeding or anything and I'm scared of them. You know, they can enforce the law because they have that authority too. But they can't violate the law while enforcing the law. Otherwise, it gets them into big trouble and we've seen the ones that have done it. So if a police officer comes to your house bashes down the door, pulls out his gun and he says, give me everything in your house, even your car keys, right? And he takes off with all your possessions, with everything, because you're there trembling. Go, yes, take over, take it all, right? He can't actually do that because he is moving outside of the law. He's gonna get into trouble. You're gonna find yourself in the same room as him, in front of a judge, he can't do that. He's moving outside the authority that he has been given. It is the same with us. Yes, there is power in declaring, 
but only when we repeat what the Father has said. We are to align ourselves to these words. We are most powerful when we sound like the Father. When we speak these words, we sounding like the Father because it's His sound. We don't have the ability to contradict God or give Him ultimatums. God, if you don't do this, that's it. You know, the Father is not influencing the will of God. It's not our, sorry, our faith is not influencing the will of God. We shouldn't be using our faith to influence the will of God. Faith is aligning myself with the will of God. That's what faith is. You can't call things into existence. Imagine if we could do that. Oh my gosh, there would be chaos on earth. All the people that you hate, God smite them. God cause a lightning strike over them. God just drown them in the rains. Yeah, that, that's pretty big authority right there. But God hasn't given that because that's not in His Word, right? Remember, He said, if you ask things according to His will, I will hear you. I don't always give it to you. You know, sometimes it'd be nice to live in a multi-million, million, zillion dollar house. I'm not gonna pray for that. Some of you might, good on you. But is it according to His will? I know that I can call, align myself, God will supply all my needs according to His will, right? I don't know that God thinks I might need to live in a multi-million dollar. He's thinking of me. I have to clean up. So there is power in our declaring, but we have to realise that it's only when we repeat them from the Father. Matthew 21, 21 says, And Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and you do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it is yours. Declaring words, transform your thinking. Declaring words from the Word of God transform your surroundings. Declaring words from the Word of God transform your circumstances. So we can use and align ourselves with the Word of God and declare according to His will, according to His Word. You know, there is power in declaring, in our declaring. You can declare healing, that sickness be leave. We saw Jesus do it. He says, greater things will you do. So we can declare, we can ask. Some people have asked, have declared and haven't got it. My mum, she suffers from dementia. Do you think I've stopped asking God for a sound mind? I'm still declaring a sound mind over her. Why not? His Word says if I align. Now, whether it happens or not, okay. I'm not going, God, you didn't do it. I'm not praying to you anymore, asking you for anything else. You can declare salvation. You you can declare deliverance. You can declare finances. 
according to His will. You can declare depression be broken over your life. You can declare anxiety be broken over your life. You can declare those things because it's aligning yourself to the Word of God. You have been given the authority. This is not you trying to get your own will. You know there is a difference, but this is declaring from the Word of God. Faith is the key to activating in declaring your words. Faith doesn't obligate God. It aligns you with His Word. Where's your faith today? Where's your faith today? I'd like Keith to come right now as we come to a close. It is in what God has spoken because there is power in that alignment. I want to tell you a a short story, a true story. I've always say that, but my stories generally are true. (laughs) Many years ago, we had a, a, a season, and I have shared this story before in one of my sermons a number of years ago, but we had a season in our life, we're married in, in Adelaide, and um, there was a season where weird things were happening. There was uh, a, a, a woman who was stalking Mark. He, she was totally in love with Mark. I can understand why. Stalking a little bit too far. But she was stalking. She was over in the park watching us. She was leaving flowers and notes and uh, food. I ate the chocolate, took the flowers. I enjoyed it. <laughs> he didn't know. He goes, oh, yeah, I brought your flowers. I'm like, he did not. <laughs> there, were, there were number two droppings in, in our street in front of our house. Not once, several times that Mark had to go and clean up. It was crazy. But this topped it off. We had just come back from the influencers conference that we held in our church. And I did, I did with a group of women, a lot of the um, VIP, the, the, the serving of food in the lounges uh, for delegates and speakers. And so I didn't get home to about two in the morning after our cleanup. And uh, coming home and, and just still sort of settling, we had, we had visitors in our home uh, sleeping with that we accommodated during the conference and, and the kids were asleep and Mark was asleep. I was just settling in and just going, oh, what a, such a great conference that was. And so I was still light sleeper. And, and then, I, then I hear this banging on the door, come out! Come out! And I'm like freaking out. Mark, 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 there, there's someone out there. No, looking out the window, there's about 10 out there. Mark, Mark, what are we going to do? Like, it was freaky. And uh, Mark, I get on the phone to the police. Mark thinks he is the police. So he's going to go out and say, honey, you can't go out. There's no one, there's 10 people. The, our guests come out. And uh, they're, they're banging on the doors. I quickly run on the phone, waiting for the police. I run into the kids' room and say, God, keep them, keep them comatosed. Keep them asleep, Lord. Protect them right now. Put an angel over their rooms that they don't hear a thing. <clears throat> trying to stop Mark. You can't go out there. And I'm talking to the police. My husband's trying to get out there. Can you tell him not to? <laughs> 
and, and they're coming. We're going to come in. And they're bashing on the windows and on the door. It was horrible. It was a, it was a home invasion. The police, well, I just said, I've got the police on the phone right now. They're coming right now. You better leave. And Mark's like, you better go right now. They're on their way. And uh, they all get in their cars and they take off and scream off. And, you know, we, we made our way out before the police and, and there was broken bottles and alcohol, the smell of alcohol. And it was, it was freaky. You, it was just, I don't wish that on anyone. I don't declare that on anyone. And the police came and rah, rah. But after that, it, it was trauma for me because I was fearful to go to sleep. Are they coming back? Police says, oh, generally they don't come. Generally is not definitive. <laughs> so um, it was really trauma and troubling me. I was scared to go home at night after work. I was scared to bring the kids in the home, but I knew I had to live there. I couldn't, I couldn't live in fear. So I said, that's enough. He's robbing my sleep. This is not good. So I need to start to do some declarations. I need to get words and scriptures. I need to physically declare some things in our street over our, our poor neighbours were traumatised as well. They, they weren't in the house, but they saw it from their windows. Didn't come and help us, but they saw it. And I, I'm glad they didn't come out. Psalm 121.7, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. I began to align myself with the authority of the Word of God. He will, Psalm 140, and I used to say these Scriptures, guard me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. They're wicked boys out there. Preserve me from violent men. They were violent. Who have planned to trip my feet? And then I did a bit of a scenario when the kids were at school in the day. I went to the one end of the street and I closed the door of our street in, in the spiritual realms and I put angels over there. I declared angels over the street. And then I did that on the other side and then opened the roof of our house and I declared that angels will protect us. And I declared aligning myself to the Word of God. Sound sleep after I did that to this day. Today, what do you need to shape and align your faith in the Word of God over your life, over your circumstance? Get a Scripture. Get a Word from the Word of God for your situation and begin to declare it. Align yourself with the Word that creates with a Word that sustains and with the Word that is powerful. Let it shape your circumstance. Let it shape your narrative. I wanna pray right now, Father, there are people in homes right now with all sorts of circumstances and situations, marriages that are broken, relationships estranged from kids, sickness and disease, oppression, anxiety, de depression, oh God, fear. Father, I pray today and I declare that Your Word will go forth with great power, sustaining, creating faith and hope 
causing fear to be broken and dispersed, causing anxiety to be gone and depression to be lifted. That people's bodies that are sick to be healed in the Name of Jesus. We align ourselves with Your Word right now and we declare Your Word in great power and great faith that You move as You will in our lives. That Your restoration power come in Jesus' Name. Amen.